What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again, the host trifecta, we're back together, gang, Alicia Battaglia. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Good. Yeah, good to see you. you. That's good all you get hey. Hey, you haven't yeah. been announced yet. Oh. <laughs> 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 to your right, my left, uh, dear friend of mine, wanders the halls often, love to see him. Mark Francis. What is up? Mark, you're the mobile guy. You don't have an office around here, but you're always working, bro. No, that is very true. At one point in time, I had an office. And really? I got kicked out of it. And, <laughs> for, lack know, of, for lack of use? Then views. moved into a closet. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like the show Office Space. So uh, the latest charade of my employment here is I lost my Bible. Ooh. for like a month and a half. And it's the Bible I've had since I was 14. Oh, so it has all that in there, the whole mentorship, right? I told hmm. John Avery he was going to have to start over my spiritual growth 10 years Just, if I couldn't find yeah, it. Redo it Guess all. where it was? In your car trunk. No, that was what I was worried about. Okay. FBC Shenandoah. Wow. Because, be, because I visited Dennis like a month ago <laughs> and evidently took it and left it under a chair. So anyway, it's back. I'm very thankful. Uh, and with that, guys, let's jump into a yep. Sunday in review. I'm here for it. Mark, come your way first. Let's talk about the weekend. Wow. If you're coming to me first, I'm going to talk worship. Okay, do it. This is a worship service. Mm-hmm. And I, I had fun being on the stage, leading three different services, and allowing the congregation to be walked through the Book of Romans in a short period of time. I mean, we can't do it justice in 25 minutes. Hmm. But mm-hmm. to remember and reflect on this book of the Bible, um, to hear personal testimonies in video of what Romans has meant to people, to mm-hmm. sit in silence and reflect and write down something that you remembered. You know, and I've asked multiple people this over the last week trying to extract, okay, what have you learned? Some people literally is like deer in headlights. Hmm. But I remember mentioning something from the stage, like, if, even if this is your first day in this building, and by the time we got to sit and reflect on and write down what have you learned, you could have learned something in that 20 minutes of mm-hmm. reviewing a few different key verses and passages and know, man, God is sovereign. He has a plan. We need him. He has rescued us, and we now have victory, and we can live a life that's worthy of the call. Man, I mean, if, if that you can glean in a worship service, I think worship has been accomplished. So well, that's a, my worship hat yeah, and yeah. conversation. Being a part of the service is so cool. I'm rarely a part of it. certainly not musical because the goal is to point people to the Lord with <laughs> our music. That's why I'm not up there. But when you get to see the congregation participate, it, it's really cool. Like I, yeah. it's so easy for me to pe- see people up on stage and like, oh wow, like they're so sacrificial and serving, and you know they're doing this for us, but it's for them too. And I, yeah. I know you've had moments where you're like, yeah. holy smokes, this is so cool to see all of us together, you know, glorifying God and, and- singing to one another mm-hmm. is a key component. You know, you come to church, yes, to worship God and to go vertically, but there's a component to the horizontal nature of doing this together, mm-hmm. and to have the congregation sing, "Death was arrested." And, and to be song. able to respond to Romans in that way. And then somebody even earlier this morning mentioned to me, and then to have Mark unpack um, Romans 12, I mean, sorry, Romans 16, 16. Mm-hmm. in a way that isn't just reading off names, you know, but right. actually unpack it in a way that enhances the Word of God, shows that all Scripture is God-breathed. And yes, we're not mm-hmm. going to skim over this chapter. We're going to unpack it in a way that is the true 
capstone in response to the Book of Romans, the true capstone in response to that worship experience, was great. Well, it's spearheaded by that just expression, people matter to God, and so at least I'll come your way as we as we talk through Romans 16 and, and prepare for the week ahead. I mean, what were some things that stood out? The the thing that stood out to me in thinking about the whole me- meta-narrative of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation, mm-hmm. it's ultimately about our one triune God. And every book, every passage of Scripture ultimately points to Jesus. And um, his name is the name above all names. And I love how this chapter 16 brings that theme out of names. And Paul, at the end of chapter 16, he's speaking about the scriptures, the Old Testament, New Testament. And then he's talking about fellowship of believers, the specific names of his brothers and sisters in Christ, Mm. and uh, ultimately the gospel. And I was thinking about with this this meta narrative of scripture, Jesus's name being the banner over all of the names, specific names of the children of God. And my name mm. is written in that narrative. Mm. Your name is written in that narrative. And uh, just to marvel over the theme of Romans and to think that Jesus chose me, he purchased me with his life. And uh, he did that for his glory and uh, for the honor and glory of his name. And Mm. that was purposed before time began. And uh, so it's just, I just, people's names really do matter to God. And uh, he's Mm. called us to, um, to preach the word to one another to go out that Mark brought out second Timothy four, two to preach the word. And then, mm. uh, John one in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so we have this, this message, this word, this name, uh, that we've been called to proclaim. And that's what the whole book of Romans mm-hmm. is about. Paul has done that from, chapter 1 to chapter 16. When it all comes down to Jesus, we've been studying with the the youth student leadership team, the book of Hebrews, and really qualifying and quantifying who Jesus is, where does he fall among the angels, among being better than Moses and all Mm -hmm. these different people. And Mm -hmm. as we read names like this, it's just so cool to remember that. And Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of something Scott McManigal brought out. I think it was on the missions podcast, could have been any one of them a while back, but the first thing God created was a universal plan for redemption. Not, not explicitly stated in Genesis 1, but God had this master plan in mind. And so we can read through genealogies and kind of like skim over and you start to see, okay, Paul's just kind of wrapping up tying loose ends, talking about these names. But these were real people, real stories that matter because of what Jesus did and who and he is. And that's what I get out of it too, is that, yeah, you can see all these names and the care and the love and the passion that Paul has for people, which is reflecting the heart of God and God's heart for people. Mm-hmm. And that it's the people that are making up the body of Christ. It's the mm-hmm. people that are making up the church. I mean, they're meeting in, in, in homes. Mm-hmm. You know, they're meeting in small groups and they're being persecuted and there's all kinds of stuff going on around them. But here, Paul is enhancing, elaborating. I want to greet these people. I want to say hello to these people. You know, I care about you. You are doing the work of the ministry. You are proclaiming the gospel. And, and names... And just how Mark elaborated on how names matter. And we've been talking about that a little bit already, but just it's it's so true. You and know? It's, it's neat to see, too, that with um, these little 
whatever their home churches or small groups where they're meeting in these different places, they're Jew and Gentile alike. They're, they come from different classes mm. and they're mm-hmm. diverse in their race and their gender. And there's... Um, Social the, status. Exactly. Slave, free. But Christ has unified them and brought them together. And mm. um, that's been a theme that we've explored during this time in Romans as well. It's, this is a bittersweet time to think about. We're at the end of <laughs> Romans. I'm so yeah. excited, but I'm also really sad because I've, I have just grown so much in digging mm. into the text and um, seeing my identity in Christ uh, and who 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 I am because of Christ. Mm. Um, and I think that we all can place ourselves um, somewhere in this mm. in this text. and and even these people here uh, that Paul mentions in sixteen, there's we, we can relate, you know, I think about Phoebe. What was she like? or mm. you know the, the other maybe matriarchal woman, um, and there's there's people that have real stories um, with real names. And you that... know Mark loves history, too. Yeah. You know, so you oh, can just sure. get out of his Well, he's been sermon. around so long. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. You know, was he <laughs> around? He's not here. You know what I mean? I figured I'd... <laughs> but, um... we'll, see, we'll see if he's listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get a text. Yeah, but the, basically, I mean, he, just to elaborate on the stories and the potential stories yes. of where these people were and equating it back to, you know, somebody who carried the cross of Christ, you know, mm-hmm. and finding... It was a Rufus, I think, of how that connection was made. I mean, I wish Mark were here to be like, how much research really went into, you know, mm. studying of these names of people and where were they? And and you can just see his joy in, in kind of just elaborating on the depth of kind of what the body of Christ, what the church was like back then and who Paul is writing to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's neat to kind of just almost put yourself in those people's shoes and pretend like, you know, man, what, what is it like to have, you know, my buddy's father carried the cross of Christ or whatever. Yeah, might have been, yeah. You know, yeah. It's... When, when we know hope is a person in Christ, but when that hope is made manifest in people's lives, you, you gotta assume it's easier to wrestle through prison. If you, if you know people and you're writing to them and you're, and you're yeah. working on their behalf as they're working on yours and you're, you're coordinating when to send Epaphroditus and when to talk to all these different people. And it's real. The mission field is real. It's not this ethereal. I have to go find a way to serve God. She's how you serve God. Yeah. He's how you serve mm-hmm. God, and yeah, mm-hmm. and it's been cool to to really think about that in a local church standpoint. Yeah, and I did connect with Mark a little bit this morning, and not that I'm going to say anything for him, but he did say, "Man, we could have had three or four sermons on mm-hmm. this chapter, mm-hmm. and, and just for whatever it is, the course of time and one on of, uh, pronunciation that, alone. Pronunciation could have been one, <laughs> yeah. you know. But then you even look yeah. at a passage that's like verse twenty. You know, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. That's you know, so cool. And then you get to the end in that final benediction of of how you know God has been manifested by scriptures and the prophets and to be made known to all the nations. I know that Mark had a heart and passion to use that passage to Mm -hmm. push us into the Global Church Week coming up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I don't think he was able to really elaborate on even that final passage of how, yes, we're meant to proclaim the gospel to all the nations. Mm -hmm. And and it's been manifested through Christ, through scriptures, through prophets, um, you know, to to show that, yes, Jesus Christ is Lord. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's, I, I think he would say there's a lot still left on the cutting room floor Mm-hmm. When it comes to just this full chapter, yeah. and the there at the end, where Paul's aim obviously is for his readers to glorify God, and how do we do that? Well, 
the answers right here. He answers that by reminding us of the gospel and the gospel, as you said, is a person, Caleb, and, mm. and it's Jesus. And that's how, um, by, uh, speaking to one another, we can be showing, uh, love towards one another by reminding each other of the gospel. And, uh, that was like over and over and over through this book that uh, Paul did for us. Mm -hmm. And to see and hear our own church's stories and testimonies, that was just a sample mm -hmm. of people and how, you know, God's word can change lives and God's word will impact us, but it's also the, the teaching of God's word. So the impact that our pastors and Mark Carey and others and Dennis McNutt who were able to mm -hmm. expand on these passages to really enlighten so many things um, that Romans is a deep, is a deep book for sure yeah. i mean that is like yeah. you know the the pinnacle of of the salvation message out there in the new testament and it is it is hard mm -hmm. it's tough to unpack and so we just got to be appreciative of the the teacher first of god's word and how he's revealed himself but then for us to to learn it and understand it through the holy spirit through teaching yeah one well, and pretty soon here with the missions week we're going to come across a lot of other names that, that we haven't seen in a while, right? Can but we pronounce we're, them? We're inti right. We're intimately involved in, in the church network and, and understanding what they've been going through. And and I, I just look back on all the staff emails we've been getting about the persecution and the COVID mm -hmm. and the difficulties and to, to see the Lord provide a, a week such as the one coming up where the global church can come together in a local setting mm -hmm. uh, will be really, really cool for, for all of us to, to experience. So, Yep, yeah. definitely. We've got more to say about that too. Yeah. Um, and so even the timeline of that moving forward, is, is mm -hmm. Mark this Sunday? Um, no, not actually. I mean, he's going to be in First town. Scott and, I don't know. Who We're, so this is going to be the, the launch and the kickoff of the Global okay. Church Week. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be this coming Sunday, or actually Saturday night is the, the true kickoff of it. So we're going to actually have all the visitors come up on stage and we'll be able to just see their faces, hear their names, hmm. but then have Scott McManigal, uh, our missions pastor, along with Jim Poole, who's the associate missions pastor, be on the stage to really unpack um, where God is leading our church and has led our church over these last years um, to, to partner with all of these people, but also specifically partner with new people that we've gotten, gotten in contact with, with the Native American um, community in our own country. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be the heart of it, which then will really lead us into understanding, you know, why do we do what we do here at FBC? You know, why, why do we not just send quote unquote missionaries to go work in a foreign field for a mm -hmm. year or two and then come back home? You know, why are we working with local people? And and local leaders to grow is, a church. Yeah. You know the, the vernacular I've learned over the years. I'm not calling these people missionaries. I mean these mm. are people who are native to their location, who are there doing the work of their ministry, being pastors, being leaders. They are global church partners. And this is just a privilege and an opportunity for us to support them yeah. and their work where they're at. Yeah, and, and so from the Native American community, yeah, we are partnering with. Indigenous people mm -hmm. who have a heart for Christ and have a heart for their communities, mm -hmm. and they are struggling. And so um, to hear from them of, of the challenges that they go through, they face of just the past and the history of our country and the mm -hmm. history of what they will say the white church is, um, it's going to be eye-opening, and it's mm -hmm. also going to be encouraging of how can we now partner with them to really mm -hmm. proclaim the gospel to a lost community in our own country. 
Um, and so that's a Sunday night forum that we're really going to chance to, uh, to hear from them and hear their testimonies. The missions kind of element of, of the local church and our emphasis on global missions is so important too, especially as I think about new people and, and what that kind of church hopping or church shopping experience might be like, because to realize what being a part of FBC means and, and understanding what your offering does go to and, and how we are part of that global church. Yeah. And we have that map in the hallway where you see like, this is, I'm a part of this. Yeah. Like just Alicia said, like my name is like one of these names. Right. And so yeah. that's and, just really cool. And I mean, this is, we do this every two years. Mm -hmm. um, COVID is definitely taking an impact on how we can operate and do this specific global church week. And so not every one of our partners is able to able visit. To mm -hmm. Not every one of our partners was able to get the invite because we just knew that their country is not going to let them out or U.S. won't let them come back to their country or they mm -hmm. just can't travel. Mm -hmm. So we, just keeping that in mind, we're going to hopefully over the course of the next year invite people more more of our partners into town on a you know shorter term and smaller basis where we can might might be able to meet them beyond just this one time global mm -hmm. church week so be on the lookout for that but um, it's just going to be exciting to hear um, stories meet some of the old faces meet some new people who are going to be partnered with and uh, show them God's love while they're here in town and that's going to be a exciting week. It's awesome. Yeah, that's neat. To uh, we were talking about that last night in small group, and just that when we were talking about the theme of the names, and with a name is a story, mm. and that's one way of engaging in fellowship with one another is learning each other's stories. And mm. it's neat to think that we can be a part of that and learn about our brothers and sisters who are, are see away. Yeah, um, but just. Man, they have a story, and and God has been moving. Yeah, and yeah. If, if it feels like we look back yeah. on our month and be like, "Oh, He didn't move at all," it's like, well, sometimes it takes somebody else's story to right. realize. Oh, boy. What's He doing here in our community? What's yeah. He doing in our own yeah. country? What's He doing around the world? You know, quick full circle about the name conversation, and I I may have shared this in the past, but when I first started coming to Fellowship Bible Church a long time ago, I was married, but Erica, my wife, wasn't with me the first time we came to visit. Hmm. And I think she was out of town, you know, on a job thing. But I met Mark Carey after church and introduced myself, gave him my name and said, yeah, I have a wife. Her name's Erica. And, you know, we're excited about coming. We didn't really come back for another several weeks. It was like the summer. We're traveling and things, and, you know, just church shopping. But we landed here. And the very next time that we came to church, he spotted me, came out and found me and said, hi, Mark. And he looked at Erica and said, hi, Erica. He had never met her before <laughs> and remembered, and remembered her, her, name. her name from several weeks earlier from just a conversation awesome, about it. And that stood out to us. Mm -hmm. And that was, I mean, and Mark has many stories like that. I know. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And he even admitted from the, he, from the stage, he's like, I'm very intentional to right. try to remember people's that. names. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that just builds just a sense of value. Mm -hmm. it, it provides just an, wow, okay, these people care about me. I mean, he, and this is the head pastor who remembers my wife's name and he doesn't even never, never met her before, mm -hmm. you know, and the stories like that, I think the more that we, the church can do that mm -hmm. to others who are mm -hmm. coming to our church, to our local body who might be new, maybe they've been coming here for 20 years, but you don't know their name, go pursue them, go figure it out because that is going to create a culture that is 
love mm -hmm. that is mm -hmm. looking like the body of Christ instead of just being a church that is a revolving door where people don't know your name. Right. <laughs> and and there's right. an slip element. In, slip out. Yeah. So yeah. there's an element to it. How can we get back to that? Or how can right. we grow to, mm -hmm. to grow in that mentality to be like, yes, we do need to like care about each other to at least know their name. Which and I then think, the next I level mean, that, that is, goes that beyond. is intentionality where in, one way that we can show hospitality to one another mm. on Sunday mornings is by, is there somebody I don't know? Mm -hmm. Let's go, you know, talk and, and share our names and maybe, um, that can develop into a further conversation again. And, um, just to make that connection, it's, yeah. it shows love. And I, I mean, I'll say I, I'm, a fellowship three person. I'm a proponent of the smaller setting where you can get to know people quicker. And there's some behind the scenes conversations about some people who are going to start up a, a lunch ministry where, mm. you know, just one family's be like, Hey, I'm going to go to, I don't know, picking Chipotle today. Mm. And let's, let's just invite whoever wants to go, go and we'll learn your names and we'll have a meal. You know, just mm. a small church vibe like that, that yeah, you can yeah. grow so together important. and, and feel connected to a local body. Which is why community groups are such a value, and mm -hmm. to get that small church feel and be able to to know and be known, able yeah. to love and be loved, and it's just and a quick another yeah. plug. I mean, yeah. the the Fellowship Family podcast spoke exactly to that last Friday. Yeah, who was on? Uh, and that was awesome. Yeah, um, where we were able to hear even from people from Keystone mm -hmm. share how mm -hmm. they got plugged That's in. That's right, Hannah and Cole. Yes. And People knew their names right away, and they commented on that as yeah. young adults coming into a, a church, <laughs> That's coming big. into mm -hmm. a young adult community where people don't know them. Mm -hmm. And so I would say go listen to that because that speaks exactly to the same conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and this coming Friday, there's even more comments about that with the Fellowship Family Podcast. So grow in your understanding of kind of what we mean to each other as a local church mm -hmm. and it's hearing good. other people through other podcasts or going to lunch or being a part of community group, I think is valuable for a church our size. Mark? I've said too much. Happy belated birthday, go. buddy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Happy birthday. <laughs> I know he birthday. didn't want us to announce yes. it. So yes. You are loved, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. As a reminder, you can find us all over the place. Audio versions pop right up if you Google Sermon Spotlight, and the video version goes up on YouTube as well. Any other questions or feedback, fbcva.life. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love, God bless.